This is UW Extension's Farm Management AgriVision Podcast. I am Katie Wontok, Agriculture Agent with UW-Madison Division of Extension. I will be chatting with fellow Extension educators as we answer questions from farmers and share our knowledge and expertise on how you can improve your farm management skills. Today, I am joined by Bill Halfman, Professor and Extension Agriculture Agent in Monroe County. Welcome, Bill, to the podcast. Thank you, Katie, for uh, having me join you. Bill, our question today is from a farmer and his son who milked 250 cows and farmed 275 acres in East Central Wisconsin. They added a few cows this year and were hoping to rent 75 to 100 acres of more land. There's a lot of competition in their area, though. They had talked to a neighbor who feeds out beef cattle and raises corn silage and haylage. He sells extra forage to area farmers. The farmer notes that it may seem like what he is asking for silage and haylage per ton is more reasonable than renting additional land. They don't have to buy more equipment, hire more labor, and the feed is high quality. Fortunately, this farmer and his son have extra feed from last year, but they need to decide what to do for this year. Bill, do you have any advice for this farmer and his son about buying forages? So I think that their uh, thoughts about buying more forages rather than uh, going out and maybe getting stiff competition makes a lot of sense. You know, the best thing they can do is work it out on a piece of paper and a pencil to compare the cost of the two. And certainly there can be some opportunities maybe there with the individual that they have identified who does have some additional feed that they, they normally sell, that there may be an opportunity to uh, work with them and maybe trade some manure towards the cost of that feed if they've got, it sounds like they've added some additional cows, maybe they can use all the manure that those additional cows will generate on their own acres. But if they can't, there certainly could be a possibility to, you know, work out an agreement to trade some of that manure, the, the nutrient value for, towards some of that feed. That, that could be a win-win situation for both to kind of help it make, make it a little more economically feasible, especially if the, the acres are nearby and they don't have a lot of expenses to haul it. Some of the tricky parts to that, of course, is you know if you're purchasing feed, uh, you want to know the quality of that that you're purchasing, that it's going to fit well into the operation. The price that you pay for it should be reflective of the quality. That can become a sticky point. The person that's harvesting the feed may have every intention and strive to do the best they can to, to hit those targets that you're looking for. But Mother Nature can upset the apple cart on us and cause some problems there so you know those kinds of things should be addressed in, in some of these uh, decisions uh, whether it's a contract where you're buying from them or whether you're just buying and you know you go find whatever you need to find from wherever to make sure you get that because if you end up paying a, you know, a high price for feed that didn't it came in quite a bit less or lower quality than what you were expecting and planning on that's going to add additional costs of purchase fee to, to balance those rations. So that's that's important to keep in mind too. But you know, in a lot of cases where you know where land rent is, is getting very high in competition, things like that, definitely looking at purchasing some feed rather than fighting for more acres is definitely a, a good viable idea. They, as they had already identified, you know, they, if they go that route, won't be looking for extra labor. Uh, their current machinery will still be just fine on the acres that they do farm. And uh, so, there, you know, there's a lot of positives there. 
Right. And you mentioned a, a contract with the with this neighbor, you know, if they're going to be buying feed. And I always encourage people to have things in writing so that both parties are, understand uh, what each is bringing to the table. But you definitely want to make sure, as you mentioned, that this person knows the quality that the farmer and his son want, especially because they're raising milk cows, right? Right. It does kind of help a little bit uh, that the person that they're considering doing this with is, is feeding cattle, depending on the beef cattle that they're feeding, quality expectations or the quality needs may actually be less. I know of some arrangements with some farmers that I have worked with in the past, sharing of some big harvesting equipment, self-propel choppers and, and dump trucks and things like that. And a couple of the farmers are dairy farmers, and, and then the other ones were um, beef and then uh, replacement heifer raisers. Well, the, the beef and the replacement heifer raiser uh, folks they did not need the same quality as the dairy folks. So that that kept the, you know, that built in some ease and some flexibility that you know they knew that the dairy guys they were gonna be cutting hay first because they were striving for that high quality dairy forage. And the the beef and replacement heifer raisers weren't worried at all because you know mostly what were they looking for a lower quality, you know, thing that matched up with the needs of the animals. So it was it worked out really well for both parties just by the nature of the feed that they were looking for kind of help with that whole timing harvest thing. So, you know, that, that, that can help a lot. It may be a little different when there's a whole bunch of people that are wanting the same quality level, trying to all jam it in in a short time and you, you, know, you just can't get over. You're only going to be able to get over so many acres at a time, but then we throw in some weather events and, and, and then we get into problems and then we can get into other issues with the, with the agreement and whether is it truly fair for everybody or not. So those are some important things to, to keep in mind here is how do you how do you match up those needs to, with the other folks that the pricing too of making sure that they pencil out what was rent going to be as compared to what cost for feed, shrinkage, you know, any type of loss or something like that or loss in quality. The nice part about it is if they're buying feed of a certain quality, potentially, depending on the agreement that they have. And you don't even get that guarantee with your own acres. <laughs> you know, we get the wrong weather conditions at the wrong time. When we want to be cutting hay and it's ready to cut, we get five days of wet. Uh, we know that that forage quality changes really fast at those critical times. You know, when we're looking at first cutting, now we're looking at somewhere around 40% of our year's worth of feed is not at the level that we wanted it to, even though we still have the same amount of expenses. You know, purchasing isn't always bad. You know, there are some definite pros, pros to it. Uh, you know, you give up some control and it depends on how the contract is set up that they can figure out ways to work out or you know, have a out clause in if the weather is just such that, and maybe they would want to buy the lower quality, but have some kind of mechanism in there to adjust the price based on the quality so that it's, it has to be a reasonably uh, equitable deal for both parties to make it work. Well, great. Well, thanks, Bill, for joining us today and providing that advice for this farmer and his son about buying forages. Well, for more extension AgriVision podcasts or resources to improve your farm management skills, check out farms.extension.wisc.edu. Thanks for listening.